Ladies and gentlemen, this is Wrestle Life Matt, and we are here for another round table. And I'm here with three people, not including me. And it's a first show. and foremost, first and foremost, hello there. That was my little brother Micah. Say hi, Micah. Hi, Micah. Good. That's good. I'm also here with B Dubs. Say hi, Micah. Hi, Micah. Perfect. Hello, I'm how are you? Also here. With Micah's wife, Riley. Say hi, Micah. Hi, Micah. Perfect. Hi, yes, I love it. All in the family. It's good. It's good. So we're here to predict who the exalted one might be. And we have quite a few interesting scenarios here. Um, and so we're going to go over them. We'll go over some of the more obvious ones. We'll go over some that maybe aren't as obvious, and, uh, which you know, like Marty Jannetty could definitely could be Marty Jannetty, right? It's not, it's not Marty Jannetty. And then we'll go over, um, it will, I'll ask everyone who they think that it is and who it, it could be, maybe that we didn't go over. Who, 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 who. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So leave in the comment below after you listen to this episode, who do you think is the exalted one? I have my theory, but we'll talk about it at the end. So look, we're going to jump right into it. So the Dark Order is a we'll say cult-ish gimmick. Uh, so Evil Uno and Stu Grayson were originally the Super Smash Brothers, but you can't be the Super Smash Brothers when you're on national television. Nintendo would not be very happy about that. So they became Evil Uno and Stu Grayson and are now known as the Dark Order. The Dark Order started out as a really strange cult. Evil Uno did not wear a shirt. Weird, weird stuff. Uh, Evil Uno now put on a shirt, so we all like him very much, and they have Lots and lots of really good vignettes. Vignettes? Did I say it right that time? Yeah. Vignettes, yes. <laughs> so they've been putting on some really good, you know, TV stuff. How about that? And uh, yeah, I've come around on them. I mean, obviously they're really good in the ring. I didn't care so much for the gimmick, but it's just so well produced. It's so entertaining. I love it. Yeah. And and now they're bringing in an exalted one. And I apologize. I'm going to let you talk in just a second. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Now that they're bringing in an exalted one, Evil Uno is clearly no longer the the leader who he was kind of portrayed to be. So he's probably, I guess, he's like more of a general now. So I think that that adds an extra layer to the uh, to the storyline. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Uh, Matt Jackson actually said earlier in the year that you know a lot of people were complaining on Twitter about the Dark Order and about Uno and 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 Stu Grayson, and he said that before the end of I think it was 2019. They're going to turn around and be everybody's favorite tag team in the company. And while that may not exactly be true, I, they've definitely turned almost all the fans around. I, I don't see any complaints about the Dark Order anymore, really. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that they've done really good work. Uh, amazing character work, which started out really weird and strange and no one liked it. Uh, I have seen some people say they want to see Evil Uno get a new mask. I, I don't mind the weird gimp-looking mask on the underlings. I would like to see him have a mask unique to him. Maybe it's a little more ornate. Maybe it's even a little cooler looking because it's, it's basically just a weird Lucha Libre slash Gimp mask at this point. Spooky perverts. Spooky perverts. That is what they are. So let's go over who we think the Dark Order, who, who the Exalted One in the Dark Order might be. And the most obvious option is Matt Hardy. And the reason that it's Matt Hardy is because, one, when we were in Jacksonville and they introduced the Exalted One, when Evil Uno gave him the news, he replied, Wonderful! But in his very weird, low voice. 
Um, also, on this most recent YouTube video for Free the Delete, which kind of sounds like being the elite, doesn't it? That might be a stretch, but um, Matt Hardy had two things in that episode that was really interesting. One point, he's going crazy and he says, I am exhaw, and then he's he's panting. I am exhaw, he's panting, and I am exhausted, teasing that he was about to say exalted. But at the end of that video, it showed the old school Bray Wyatt. So Matt Hardy is he's a genius, first of all, he's a wrestling genius. And he's teasing that he's leaving, he's teasing that he's going to AEW, and he's teasing that he's staying all at the same time. So I don't know, but I do think that with Matt Hardy coming in, he's well-respected, everyone loves him. And I think that if he came in, that could be a, not only a big get for AEW, but it would legitimately bring in some more fans. Uh, Carol, I'm going to let you start. Matt Hardy, what do you think the odds are of him being the exalted one? I think your argument is very convincing. Okay. Yes. But tell me, tell me why. Like, what do you, what do you think if, if he were to come in and he was the exalted one? How would that be? You know, how would they? How would the AEW fans accept him? Is it a good idea? Um, I think he's popular. Uh huh. So. That makes sense. I don't know a right. lot about Matt Hardy, to be frank. Okay. So, other than what I've been told recently or what I've seen recently. Right. So. With his deletes. Deletes. Micah, go, go more in depth. But tell me about Matt Hardy. So, there's also another tease they had recently. And I was 100% on the bandwagon that Matt Hardy was going to be the exalted one. Um, a lot of people th- thought it would be uh, maybe Marty, but I don't think they've ever had that planned, actually. But I think Matt Hardy is probably number one on their list. After the uh, concerto on Raw the other night by uh, Randy Orton, Matt Hardy tweeted the clip out, and he said goodbye. And then shortly after that, Evil Uno tweeted out with a picture of the entire Dark Order saying, you say goodbye, I say hello. Right. So that kind of told me it's not Matt Hardy. Yeah, because that's just too blatant. It's too blatantly obvious. Now we could be getting worked, and that's fine. I mean, when's the last time you actually got worked by a wrestling angle? Yeah. So if we're getting worked, good. I'm. I'm. I would love for it to be Matt Hardy. I would prefer if it was more in a creative managerial role. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying Matt Hardy can't wrestle anymore, but I don't think he needs to be doing some 30 minute singles matches. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it maybe in a Jericho uh, multi, like multi-man matches. And then every once in a while in a pay-per-view kind of thing. Or Dustin Rhodes. That's a good yeah. role for Or, or a Dustin Rhodes kind of role. But I don't want him to be on the forefront main heel uh, of the company kind of uh, situation. And not only that, but I think his creativity coming in would be such an asset to AEW that, and I, I think he would be one of the best choices. Okay. But I don't know if he would bring a lot in the ring, but definitely creatively, I think he'd bring quite a bit. What do you think, Riley? Um, I don't know. I think that it could be highly possible that he is going to be the Exalted One. I kind of have another idea for who the Exalted One might be, but I can see how he would be good, I think. I don't know much about him either. I'm like Carol. I'm not really sure other than what I know from recent uh, tweets and all that. And I just know that, you know, the Young Bucks really looked up to Matt Hardy and stuff. So I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of experience with his delete character. Um, yeah. I watched a little bit of like his Woken character uh, in TNA. It was weird. It was good, but it was weird. But like when I think Matt Hardy, I think version one. That's right. the Matt Hardy that I watched. Same. And that Matt Hardy was great. I mean, he yeah. was on the forefront of WWE programming at that time. So if we could get, I mean, and I know that the Woken and the Delete and all that is, are so great creatively. Yeah. But they're a little over the top at times. So I think if we could get a, a good mix of, of old school Matt Hardy with a little bit of the outlandish, I think that would be good. If you could have broken slash sinister Matt Hardy, who's the leader of the Dark Order, I think that it could work really well. I don't think nutjob woken Matt Hardy would work with this version of the Dark Order. So we'll yeah. we'll see. Let's move into someone that I know all three of you have heard of. And Riley, I'm going to let you start with this one. The Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And Christopher Daniels, first of all, was the Fallen Angel. That was his gimmick in TNA. That was his gimmick for a long, long time. Uh, he was a heel for most of the time that I've known Christopher Daniels. Uh, loved him anyway. And uh, for those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that I introduced Carol to TNA. And the triple threat match between AJ, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels is my favorite TNA match of all time. Uh, I love Christopher Daniels. I've been watching him for... Gosh, a dozen years or so now, we attended, Mike and I attended some live TNA events. Um, and some things that tell me that Christopher Daniels could be the leader of the, the Dark Order or the Fallen Order, if it's Christopher mm. Daniels. Uh, uh? Copyright so, infringement. EA is going to come after him. <laughs> so, Christopher Daniels, this week on Dynamite, which we'll talk about in the weekend review next week. But uh, in the tag team match with Hangman and Kenny, Versus SCU, the Dark Order had a promo come at the beginning of the match, and Chris Daniel says, I'm going to go find him. You know, I'm going to make sure everything's good. He left, and he never came back, including in in all the big scuffle at the end of that match. Now, I know they're setting up for that tag team turmoil or whatever it's called match they're going to have, but that's one thing. Another thing is when Christopher Daniels tried to fight them last week, he got in the ring and they all backed away from him. Now, this could be a big ploy, but remember, the same thing just happened to Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins turned out to be the leader of the Outer Circle, or whatever the heck, you know, his <laughs> actual his actual group name is. Uh, but yeah, the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels, what are the odds that he's going to be the the leader of the Dark Order? Do you, do you think he's got a good chance, Riley? Um, I do, because that's the other person that I was thinking would be the most obvious, just because of what's been going on in Dynamite episodes. Um. I don't know. It was just weird. Why did he leave and never come back? And why are they avoiding him? Like the Dark Order, why are they like not attacking him? Um, so I think I'm going to give it a 75% chance. So you what think it's a BTE pretty, pretty solid? The BTE what? segment? Mm-hmm. Remember in the suitcase? Oh, yeah. And of course, the suitcase. He opens, uh, SCU finds the mask in his suitcase, one of the Dark Order masks. Yeah, in a suitcase, and, and they're like, wait, dude, what is this? And Christopher Daniels comes back, um, and just, I guess, I don't know, it's just weird. Yeah, Scorpio Sky came in uh, the locker room, and uh, Christopher Daniels was there getting ready, and uh, I think Frankie Kazarian came in and was like, hey, the uh, the Young Bucks want to see us, and Scorpio's like, okay, he said, can I borrow some some tape from your bag? He's like, yeah, man, he says, it's right there in my bag, you know where it's at. So he goes in for tape, and he finds a Dark Order Gimp mask in there. Now, also in the locker room at the same time were Brandon Cutler, uh, Hangman, 
and also referee Rick Knox. So some people might even said that maybe we have a uh, Dark Order ref on the roster. So we could see that. But yeah, that was well, definitely was, alluding to Christopher Daniels. There was definitely an NWO ref. It's true. So. And if they brought it in a situation to where he like, you know how they've had some of the bad three counts, especially yeah. with Rick Knox. I don't like the way he counts personally. It's so fast. It's it's too fast. I don't <laughs> it like is it. It's really fast. It, it comes off really bad sometimes. But if they came off where he just stops counting and then have all the backlash and all that, it turns out he's actually part of the Dark Order in some of his tag matches. Mm-hmm. And Rick Knox is the ref for most tag matches. Yeah. So that, that would be interesting. But yeah, they definitely alluded to it in BTE. On a lot of the segments, and um, and Matt's even said before on his Instagram, he's like, "Look, the BTE stuff is kind of just my own personal creativity." He said, "I don't even run it through like Tony Khan and all that." He said, "It's not part of AEW's kayfabe all the time. It's it's his creative baby, and he does what he wants, you know, with it." So he, he could just be alluding for the point of alluding, but the TV show is obviously pointing towards Chris Daniels. And not only that, you had the higher power in WWE back when the ministry was uh, just going off on everybody on the roster. And uh, that was originally supposed to be Christopher Daniels and his debut in the WWE. But Vince McMahon thought he was too small. So Vince said, I'll just do it. And then ruin that angle for a lot of people. Yeah, the angle made no sense. It would definitely be uh, nice to see him finally take that role. He would be great as that role, in my opinion. And also yeah. this week on Dynamite, we saw SCU acting a lot more heelish right. in their match against Hangman and Kenny. So that could be a way of saying, hey, they're going to act a little bit more heelish. I don't think if he does turn out to be the exalted one, they're going to be aware of it. But if they did, that that might be kind of good too. bring them in the Dark Order. That's actually a really interesting thought. I haven't thought about that. So, B-dubs, beautiful wife Carol, Christopher Daniels, go. Yes. Got to give him more than that. Yes. No, it's, um, I'm on the fence because it's like, well, that all makes sense. And right. then I wonder, is that too obvious? And maybe it's like a ploy to distract us from someone else. So, it's one or the other of those two things. <laughs> that is a good, that's true. You're right. Okay. So all right, guys, that's gonna, the show. bye bye um luke harper slash Brody lee so luke harper was in the wwe he was wildly underused uh and he was a part of the wyatt family so he actually has a history with these you know weirdo gimmicks um he's an incredibly talented wrestler but he is i believe 42 years old if he's not 42 he's darn close so I think that uh, there's a pretty good, pretty good possibility that he could be the exalted one. He's definitely coming to AEW. I mean, he's been spotted with Sammy Guevara, with Chris Jericho. He's dealing a lot with AEW guys. They just have to find a good time and reason to bring him in. And Micah, I think of the three of you, you will be the most uh, uh, knowledgeable of Luke Harper. So give me a little bit of background on him and, and why you think he may or may not be the exalted one. So speaking about him coming to AEW, they actually, so he has like a 90-day no-compete clause right now. His contract is up, but he has a no-compete clause. They have a show in his hometown the week after his no-compete clause runs out. Oh, so wow. That's, that's going to be his debut. Got to be. Yeah. If it's not, he's not coming, in my mm. opinion. Um, he's a, he's a, a Haas-type wrestler. He's a big yeah. guy. Um, he, 
I haven't seen a lot of promo work from him that would tell me that he would fill this role well. Yeah. Not saying he hasn't, because all I've seen him from is WWE, and WWE's notorious for taking good promo guys and making them sound bad. Right. So I'm not going to say that he couldn't. He definitely has the look. I mean, if you wanted a crazy, imposing uh, big figure, he would be great for that. Dude's got a, I don't know, if if you don't know who Luke Harper is, look him up. He's a big guy with long hair and a huge beard. Yeah. Um, but if if they brought him in, it would be more of a gamble than it would be doing Christopher Daniels or Matt Hardy. And I think whoever you bring in needs to be less of a gamble because if this angle doesn't work out, it's going to look really bad for AEW. Okay. That's a good point. B-dubs, you going to add to that? I don't have a lot to say. I think it's less it seems like more of a a guess, like or like just somebody who it's like, oh, it could be that person, but it seems kind of random um, from my perspective. So it, it is kind of random. Luke Harper, my concern is he's just not a big enough name or a big enough draw. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people obviously know him, but I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling about him the same way I feel about Jack Swagger is I didn't really want him in AEW because I don't want a bunch of former WWE mid-card guys to be, you know, these huge imposing figures in AEW. But Jack Swagger slash Jake Hager has worked out perfectly mm-hmm. because he hasn't come in and destroyed everyone. You know, right now he's feuding with Goldust. So I I don't know. I actually think that worked out really well. So I, I'll trust him until something weird happens. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, Riley, it would kind of be a TNA move. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's my concern. I'm okay with them bringing him in. I just don't want them to, want them to make him a contender immediately. Right. You know, and they can't bring in Luke Harper. They have yeah. to bring him in as it's, his own, yeah, like Brody Jack Swagger. Lee. They didn't bring in Jack Swagger. Yeah, he he's played this completely different character and it's working. Right. So, Riley, would you like to add anything about Luke Harper slash Brody Lee? Um, I really don't know much about him to have an opinion. Honestly, okay. I mean, he looks pretty crazy. Uh, he is. He's he's only six five, but in AEW he'd be a mountain. Yeah, only six five. Luchasaurus is six five. Yeah, he's like he's gigantic compared to everybody yeah. else. Yeah, Moxley's six four, and you know you put him against like like Ortiz from last. No week, way, right? Moxley is not six four. I believe he's if he's not six four, he's close. He's a tall dude. There's no way that he's six four. <laughs> oh, that's this right now. <laughs> that's what he's billed as. Maybe you know it exaggerates a bit. Um, okay, Carrie, here's one that you'll know, and I'm going to give you him first. So, Hangman Adam Page is what a lot of people originally said would be the exalted one. And I think that there is an actual chance that he could be with the current storyline that he has with Kenny Omega right now. Because he's obviously turning into a heel, which is weird because everyone's cheering him more than they ever did. Uh, he just kind of hangs around and drinks beer, so it doesn't really seem like it would make a lot of sense. But if he was like, yeah, I just played a dummy, and I played you all, the elite, because apparently the Exalted One's, his goal is to destroy the elite. Mm -hmm. And it would not surprise me if Hangman and Paige wanted to do that. So tell me a little bit, Carrie, about if you think Adam Page could be the Exalted One. There's an argument there. I don't know how much I'd go for it. I think it would require him to, what you just said, to go, oh, yes, I was playing you all. I'm right. really this 
you know, evil genius. Ha ha ha. Right. So it would require him to, to come in as a completely different person. Yeah. Which is fine. That would be cool. But I don't know how much I go for that. Does the timeline work out? Like, or is it just like, you know, like when this all started on both sides? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, don't think so. I will accept it if it happens, but I'm not, I'm not expecting it. You don't want to see a, a Hangman Adam Page with his cowboy vest and a Gimp mask on. It'd be a little too weird. Oh I will gosh. not accept it. Go ahead and put that out there. I will not accept it. <laughs> Rally, I was just going to ask you next. Go ahead. Um, I don't think that I think it's about a zero percent chance that he'll be the exalted one. Okay. Um, I just, I mean, I guess I can see it from some people's perspective, kind of. But honestly, I think that he's so over with the crowd right now with what he's doing that I think that would just kind of ruin his character. Um, in my opinion, um, I think that he's just kind of, you know, on this downward spiral and he's just an outcast, but I don't think that he's the type of person that would just go against everybody. Cause he obviously still cares about his friends. He's just, that's why it makes him so hurt. And he's like drinking and all that. That might be too deep, but that's just how, that's just how I think about it. I don't know. Okay. And unless, unless, Tony Khan turns out to be Vince Russo. Hangman is not going to be the exalted one. Yeah, it would make. Yeah, that yeah, would be where you're coming so from. bad. First of all, Hangman's not even going to turn heel. I'm calling it now. He's no. not turning heel. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. And for him to go full monster heel with the exalted one, no, that would make any sense. Like also, John Moxley's like... not six four. He said in an interview <laughs> he's six two, and everybody knows that you lie about like two inches, so he's probably about six foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at him next to Chris Jericho, which is said in interviews that he's five nine, he's like two inches taller than him. Okay. Chris Jericho also wears lifts though, so does he really? Yeah, he wears lifts in his boots. I did not he, know that. He, he wrestles at like five eleven, he said. Okay. So Rally, I'm gonna let you start this next one. And what it was rumored to be the original leader of the Dark Order was one villain, Marty Skrull. And so Marty Skrull did not sign with AEW. As you know, Kenny Omega offered the contract to Marty Jannetty and then quickly rescinded it, but then paid him off. And, <laughs> and uh, that's a being the elite reference. And so Marty Skrull has signed with Ring of Honor. He's their head booker. He has a seven-figure salary. And he has said openly, I want to forge a connection with AEW. And if anybody can do it, it would be someone that is, first of all, in the elite. And secondly, is very good friends with every single executive vice president of AEW. As a character, makes a lot of sense. He leads Villain Enterprises right now in Ring of Honor. And I can see Marty Skrull being the leader of the Dark Order. I know you said you didn't want that because you don't want him turning heel on all of his being the elite teammates. But I think there's a chance. What do you think? Um, I could definitely see him doing that. I think now, especially, um, I wish that the whole million dollar contract with ring of honor was a work and, you know, that was just all a work and he's going to come to AW for real. (laughs) I know it's not a work, but anyways, um, I could definitely see that. I don't know how they pull that off because I'm not sure how that stuff works, but, um, that would definitely be pretty cool. 
Well, I'll tell you, Jeff Cobb, who just appeared on AEW television this week, um, does not necessarily have a contract with Ring of Honor, but does wrestle for them. So I can see Ring of Honor, with they've had some incredibly bad publicity as of late that I won't get into. Very bad publicity. Um, but with Marty Skrull saying, hey guys, I know we've had some bad publicity. Why don't we, you know, suck it up and create some good publicity and partner with the second biggest wrestling company in America? I think I think that would make sense. I don't see why Ring of Honor wouldn't do it. It would like be it's like Atari saying we should probably partner with Nintendo. And uh, yeah, of course they would do it because Nintendo is a thousand times bigger than them. So it, it wouldn't make sense for Ring of Honor to say no. It would make sense for AEW to say no. Uh, Micah? I don't think it would be so much AEW saying no. I think Tony Khan would have a problem with it. And yeah. rightfully so, because he's effectively, I mean, it's not just him, but he's the one that's footed the bill for the company. And he's built this company from literally nothing. And you've got Ring of Honor, which has been around forever, and it's probably in its worst state right now than it's ever been. 100%. Uh, and... I mean, their shows run what, like two hundred people? Yeah, at the it's most? not much. I don't know, but it's they draw small crowds. I think they draw a little more than I could big shows. But I could see them branching out and having Marty be a one-off, kind of like he was on NWA. I can't see them bringing him in as the manager of a main uh, villain of the company. However, if it did happen, I would mark out, and it would be fantastic because you got to think. What are the best angles in wrestling history? NWO uh, and all the all the takeover type angles. Everybody yeah. eats them up. The Nexus was great before yeah, if, Griffin Man ruined them. If you had Marty Scroll come in as the Dark Order and start bringing in Ring of Honor guys in the Dark Order, that would be great. Yeah. However, it wouldn't be quite as impactful because it's not WWE versus WCW. It's AEW versus a company that might go under next year. Right. I mean, well, I say that. They're owned by a billions-of-dollar company. Yeah. But the company itself isn't making any money. And I don't know. To compare them, to it, it would be it would be like Brandon Cutler versus Chris Jericho yeah. in, in, a, in a situation. It just wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, it would be great, in my opinion, if everything was perfect. But I don't think it's lined up to where that could happen. Yeah, I agree. And Carol, I don't think you really know much about Marty Skrull. So, okay. So I'm going to let you open the next one then, Carrie. Uh, so the final one, and this is kind of off the wall, but I'm going to say Brandy Rhodes. And if you guys have watched the, uh, what are those segments called, Micah, that you asked me to watch? The therapy sessions? Yeah, the therapy sessions with Brandy. You know that she basically did away with the Nightmare Collective. She burned her Nightmare Collective costumes. Oh, that was quick. Uh-huh. And she is back to being Cody Rhodes' wife. She was on AEW this week on commentary, um, apologizing to Excalibur and the rest of the guys about what she said to them. And she is back, and she is normal Brandy Rhodes again. But how much of a stretch would it be for the former leader of the Nightmare Collective, a cult in its own right that made women you know, cut their hair, shave their heads, cut other women's hair, to be the leader of a new cult. Because if you watch those therapy sessions, you know that the lady that was her therapist was a doll. Not a real person. A dog toy. Yeah, yeah. it was her dog's toy. It was Pharaoh's yeah. toy. It was Pharaoh's toy. That's what it is. 
So it's just, I think that there is a possibility, and I don't think I've seen anybody at all bring it up. So I think that we should discuss it. So Carrie, Brandy Rhodes, go ahead. I think it's creative. I think it would be like um, a surprise, which yeah. is a good thing when you can. Um, I don't know if it's very smooth to do like Nightmare Collective stuff and then say, oh, we're not going to do that anymore suddenly. And then later come back and be like, oh, actually, yes, I am evil. Um, but I think it could be done. And like we said, we liked a lot of the things that they've done. So I would trust them to do it well right um i think it's pretty off the wall like you said but i like it as a possibility i don't think it's very likely but it's interesting okay micah that would be terrible (laughs) the reason being i i I, actually if you guys want to watch the therapy sessions i'll post it on wrestle life radio's facebook page go for it they're good because they're so good and they didn't get much publicity because they're only on twitter not everybody even uses Twitter. Um, so I'll go ahead and post them on the Facebook page if anybody wants to see them. But those were some of the best things Brandy Rhodes has done in AEW. Um, I did not mind Brandy Rhodes before she was Nightmare Collective Brandy Rhodes. Right. It just didn't work. And you have this cult gimmick led by Brandy Rhodes that utterly failed so much that they wrote it off without even giving it screen time to write it off. And then to bring her into your biggest angle currently going, other than maybe Hangman, and put her as the leader of your cult gimmick, that would be suicide for the angle. You would get buried by all the casual fans. Like, wait, wasn't she just, uh, and then she's good? And like, what? what's happening? It'd be a terrible idea. Um, I could see them doing a woman as the leader, but couldn't be brandy but also you've heard the voice and it's a male voice even though it's well it's it's distorted so that's the thing like if it turned out to be a woman i think it would be very surprising and also everyone assumes it's a man because of that deep voice speaking speaking of the voice people have taken the modulator out online because as you do and it's not the same person every time Uh, obviously a different voice actor and one of them sounded very similar to christopher daniels which could be a work that could be working you. Another one, everybody is saying, how sounded a lot like Raven. Oh, Not saying it would be Raven. If it was Raven, that would be so good. He wouldn't be an in-ring performer at that point. No, but because he's what 59, The problem with it being Raven, and here, here, let's let's talk about Raven for a quick second. He did the flock or whatever it was called in ECW, and then it was definitely called the flock. In I think it was Raven's Nest in ECW. Then it was a flock in WCW, and then he did something similar in TNA. So for him to be another another leader, it, it I don't know, man. I would mark out, but it just it would be a little weird for me. Yeah, I just want to don't know. I, I haven't seen Raven in a while. I just is he still doing good? Like, does he look intimidating still, or is he just an old man? I don't know. I have no idea, no clue. Yeah. So, but so those are. The well, Riley, Riley, Riley didn't have anything to say about Brandy. What do you want to say oh, about Brandy? Oh, yeah. I was, Riley, go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just going to say the timeline's kind of messed up with Brandy because honestly, I think it was recent that they wanted, that they, you know, decided to shut down the Nightmare Collective. So obviously was like that was going to be an ongoing thing. So yeah. it couldn't have been her being the night in charge of the Nightmare Collective and also 
like the Dark Order leader. I mean, because yeah. those are two things that would have been happening simultaneously, I would imagine. That's true. Um, so I don't think that. And also, I did have another thing to say about it being like an like a somebody who's in their 40s or 50s or whatever. Um, I think that, like, we were talking about Marty Skrull earlier. He's, you know, a young guy. Yeah. I think that it would be better probably for somebody who's a little bit older who doesn't need as much ring time because they can be the leader and kind of tell people, hey, you you need to wrestle this person or fight this person, et cetera. I don't think um, they really need much ring time. So I think it'd be a good idea for them to do some, to use somebody in that position that wouldn't really need to have that much ring time. Yeah. That makes Speaking of an older person. I'm just going to throw a name out there. If this happens, you heard it here first. <laughs> We've got Arn Anderson. We've got Tully Blanchard. Mm. What if it's the nature boy, Ric Flair? What? Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. Oh, man, he's like, he's <laughs> suing the WWE right now. So it would be. He was on the Jericho really cruise. Yeah, I guess it, it could be. I don't know. Um, you know, it could be like someone like Conan or Vampiro, too. Um, I think Vampiro actually would make a ton of sense. But I, I don't know. Before this was actually supposed to be the next Gangrel. segment, so we'll we'll move into yeah. Well, yeah, actually, Gangrel would work. So let's move into that. So if it could be anyone else other than the six people we named, um, and Micah, I'll let you go first. So the girls can think about it a little more. Who do you think another possibility could be? It they could be on the AEW roster or not. Um, or, and why do you think that? So, say this were. If I'm fantasy booking this as my dream booker, okay, taking in nothing to consideration, just purely who I would mark out the most for it to be. If it ended up being Kane, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> I would love that so much. Kane is one of my favorite wrestlers. Mayor um, Kane. Yeah. If if I mean yeah, it you know it can't be Glenn Jacobs. It has to be Kane. Yeah. Right. You know, Ninety eight Kane, the best Kane. You know if if it turned out he came out. Maybe not even a cane mask, just pure black mask, long yeah. hair. That'd be great. Like, let's say I'm not even going to say cane. If it were 98 cane in all black, that would be my perfect scenario. It's not yeah. going to happen, obviously. Um, man, I don't know who else would be a better choice than Matt Hardy, realistically. Yeah. Um, but still, they 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 could be they could be working us with that angle. Um, and, and I don't think he signed a contract yet. His WWE contract's not even up until no. March. Um, so yeah, I think it's up the week. I think it's up the day after Revolution, if I remember right. Is it okay? That's pretty. That's pretty quick, actually. Um, but he'll have a no compete clause, I'm sure. After that, as well. No, if, it, if it runs out, you don't have a no compete clause. If they oh, were really? leaving fire you it's 90 yeah that's how Moxley was able to appear almost immediately, and Dustin because their contracts actually ran out. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes it more interesting. Yeah, I'm going to say Matt Hardy's got to be the best option. Um, you've also got some guys coming in. Brian Cage. Uh, what's yeah. that other guy that was in New Japan? He was a killer. Uh, he's a free talking agent. talking about Killer Cross. He signed with WWE. No. I mean, he, was, he wasn't. His name, Killer wasn't his name. He was just kind of like a John Moxley type character that just destroyed everybody. What is his name? I don't know. Somebody else can give their opinion. I'll Google it and find out. <laughs> Riley, do you think it could? Uh, is there anyone else you think it may be? Um, I can't really think of anybody, but I will say, 
Um, I know this is probably not going to happen, but I think it'd be really cool if it was a woman, um, just because, you know, the voice does sound like a, like a man, I guess you wouldn't really think it's a woman. It'd be really surprising, but I don't really know of any woman in AEW that would fit that at all. What Um, about the bunny? What about Allie? Uh, no, I don't like her no? really. Um, I think she's good in the gimmick that she has now. I don't think that she would really be a good leader type. I don't know. Okay. But. B-dubs? Well, it can only be one person. Okay. Otis. <laughs> Otis? Otis. Is that who it is? Just oh, imagine, yeah. imagine <laughs> Otis secretly an evil genius. Okay. Yes. That's the best. Otis, all day long. What kind of promo would he cut? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm evil now. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna give know. you guys you one. You got to give me time to think about that. I'm I did find the guy's one. name, by the way. Lance Archer. Lance Archer, yeah. Lance Hoyt. Yeah, we saw him wrestle in TNA years and years ago. Um, I, I can't imagine, but it could be. He's another big old boy. And AEW's doing a good job of hiring big guys now. Because they, they really yeah. need it. I'm going to give you guys a name that I, I think has basically no chance of being the leader of the Dark Order. But I would be very intrigued if it was this person. He is currently on the AEW roster. And uh, I think there is a less than 5% chance. So, I mean, almost no chance. But if it is him, just remember I called it. Marco's done. No. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes. Ooh. Okay. It's true. So I imagine the booking that they would have to do. I don't really know how they could get themselves out of it, but just imagine if it was Dustin and, you know, he finishes up his his feud with Jake Hager and he says, all right, so I understand that my brother is in the elite and the rest of you are in the elite. And what about me? I come here. I'm trying to mentor you guys. I'm here to try to make this company work. And then I want to be a part of the elite, but no, nothing for the natural. And I can see... That, that, you know, they could take that and with much better writing than what I just did in 30 seconds. Taking that and running with it. And I, I again, I don't think that it's going to happen. But I, w- I would be very, very intrigued if, if they did. Dustin's someone that still enjoys wrestling, but obviously doesn't want to wrestle every single week. Yeah. You know, he probably wrestles every three to four weeks. And yeah, I think that would actually be a really cool, really cool idea. And obviously... If Dustin Rhodes is the leader of the Dark Order, then they're over. Everyone loves them because they love Dustin. So I think that that would be a very a very smart pick by AEW, actually. Didn't he have a gothic gimmick in uh, WCW? I knew he so had, he was had seven. He had, yeah, like he was, it was like seven or Black Rain or something. I don't know. He did one in TNA too. But he came out and Vince Russo was the booker. So he was like, oh, I'm not doing this crap here. And then he wrestled as Dustin. So, yeah, it was it was weird. It was the promos were like he was supposed to be like a monster under a kid's bed or something. But it just seemed kind of like, you know, child molesty. Like it was super <laughs> like seriously the, I'm not making a joke about that. Like the, the TNT guys said, yeah, we can't have this. So Vince Russo is like, cool, well, you're just going to come out like this. And then you'll be like, this is crap. And then I'm going to wrestle as Dustin Rhodes. And that's exactly what he did. I uh, I also you had the angle of the guy that the fake the punches that everybody was talking about, yeah, um, and that was against Dustin Rhodes. Could I forgot that about that. That's hit right. Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Could be. They also had that. They they worked that angle really well. 
They sure did. Because uh, it was obviously a botch. It's just bad yep. punching. Um, but they actually worked that into an angle, um, yeah. one of the Dark Order videos. But they could work that even more into a Dustin being the Exalted One angle. But yeah. but I do have to say, they already went as far as saying, like, we're going to take care of that guy because he did not. He obviously showed mercy. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know why they would do that if, you know what I mean? Like, why yeah, would no, they? No, I understand what you're saying. I okay, think if you're be. Dustin Rhodes and you see all this stuff on the internet, you're like, hmm, got to throw him off my trail. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I do think it, there's a small chance. So let's guess. Let's see who it is. Micah, I believe you said Matt Hardy, so I'm going to let you open. If you were to guess today who the Exalted One is, Micah, who you got? Yeah, I would have to say Matt Hardy. That's that's our best guess. Okay, why? It's just what they're alluding to, and it just makes the most sense. Um, you've got a established guy that would bring eyes into your company, and it's such a big angle, they can't really gamble with it in my opinion, or they shouldn't gamble with it. Yeah. So I think he's the safest choice. He's probably the best choice. And uh, yeah, he'd definitely bring a lot of eyes in the AEW. Okay. Riley? Oh, this one's so hard for me because I feel like it could be Matt Hardy or Christopher Daniels. And I don't know. I I think I would want it more if it – I think I want Matt Hardy in that position a lot more. Yeah. Um, I think that they're kind of making us think it's going to be Christopher Daniels with all the stuff that's going on and it's not actually going to be him. I know that he's been, you know, on a losing streak and I think that the Dark Order wants him. So I don't know if he's actually going to be the leader, if he's just, you know, kind of in between the, oh, I should join them or I shouldn't join them kind of thing. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go with Matt Hardy. Okay. Yeah, I would love to see. Sorry. sorry, I didn't mean an RB, but I would love to see Christopher Daniels as the fallen angel as a face gimmick against the Dark Order. Yeah. That would be really good. Yeah. I'm down with that. I'm always down with the fallen angel. B dubs. Um, I'm torn too between them. I think I'm gonna go with Christopher Daniels just to be on the other side of it. And I think emotionally like i'll be more like oh no not him like and i think i like that like i think i like that sense of they're going to give you this person who's you're going to be like no it can't be yeah so that's how i feel about him so that's the one i'm going to go with you know i was convinced that it was matt hardy until evil uno tweeted out you say goodbye and i say hello it just i don't know aew does a very very good job of swerving its fans and still pleasing them you know, a lot of times you will still get exactly what you want, like John Moxley coming out. But at the same time, you get you know, they do a lot of stuff where they they swerve people, right? Where you're expecting this specific thing to happen, like the Young Bucks defeating Private Party, duh, and then it just doesn't happen, and the Young Bucks are eliminated in the first round of the tag tournament. So, and the fans loved it, not because they don't like the Young Bucks, but because the match was amazing. And Private Party is a very talented young tag team. So, I don't know, man. Like, my gut still says Matt Hardy. But I just... It's not usually the obvious thing with AEW. So, I don't know. I'm going to pick Matt Hardy officially. But I wouldn't be blown away if it was someone else, to be honest. I am going to say this, though. I, I I love how... 
I don't know. I love the suspense of this. Like I'm right. really excited to see the big reveal and I'm hoping that I'm not disappointed by it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just, I just love the wait too. I like how they're making us wait and I hope it's not disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like as much as I love Luke Harper, he's so, so talented in the ring. If I see a WWE mid card guy as the head of this huge stable in AEW, again, I know we, we alluded to it briefly earlier. I think it would be disappointing. And I want him there. I want him in AEW. But I think him as the payoff would be a little disappointing. Yeah, when I agree. expecting a reveal? Like, soonish? Well, I'm expecting a reveal either at Revolution or the TV show after Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Dynamite after Revolution, as far as I know, Matt Hardy's a free man. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be the Dynamite after Revolution. I don't think they would do it on pay-per-view just because it's been such a big TV angle. Yeah. They might true. allude to it. At Revolution, like they might have a vignette. Yeah, um, I will be appearing this Wednesday. Well, not only not that necessarily, but I could see them doing a vignette, um, kind of like this did to, towards uh, Kane's uh, a, a debut. Okay, you know, um, you know, some some cryptic stuff. I think that would be good. I, I don't see him outright saying, you know, Matt Hardy is going to be at this week's Dynamite or whatever. Yeah, or the well, no, they wouldn't say that. Field. But yeah, they might say the exalted one will appear this Wednesday or something like that. I think you know, it's going to be. Doesn't they don't do a lot of stuff like that? WWE does, and WWE says Goldberg is going to be here, and he's not. <laughs> he here. doesn't show up. He's not yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. John Cena's announced for the SmackDown on the twenty eighth. We'll see if he's actually there. Yeah. Oh man, they're going to get so much backlash if he's not. I think <laughs> that what's going to happen is on the Monday after. Because uh, after this pay per view is over, you got to build to the next storyline. Right. So the Wednesday after Revolution, you're going to have towards the end of the show, you're going to have some sort of match to lead into the next storyline. And then you're going to have the lights go out. You're going to have the Dark Order surrounding someone, whoever's in the ring, whether that be Young Bucks or Cody or whoever. And then you're going to see whoever the Exalted One is walk out. That's the way I would like to see it. Um, I think that's that's what will happen. Uh, I don't think it's going to be at Revolution, though. If it is, I would be surprised because the majority of your audience is not buying the pay-per-view. It's $50. It's not like the yeah. WWE Network where it's $9 a month and you yeah. get free trials all the time. Not that right. I'd ever do that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see them doing it on the pay-per-view because the pay-per-views have around 100,000 buys. They've got about 1.1 million viewers per week just on TNT alone if you count the DN, uh, DVR numbers. so Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Would any of you like to add anything else before we close this episode, specifically regarding the Dark Order? I'm glad that Uno wears his shirt now. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That's yes. good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Wrestle Life Radio. This is our roundtable discussing who is the exalted one. Who do you think the exalted one is? Say so below in the comments. I'd like to thank Micah as always, and I'd also like to thank B-Dubs and Riley for being here and hanging out with us and talking about who the exalted one is. Wonderful! Yes! That's my Matt Hardy impression. Very <laughs> right, good. Thank you, thank you. You can follow us all at Wrestle Life Radio on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow us at Wrestle Life Pod on Twitter. Make sure to hit me up at Wrestle Life Matt on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, that's right. Uh, B-Dubs, would you like to share? Um, 
Instagram and YouTube. Yep. Carlson. Yep. How do you spell that? C-A-R-O-L-E-S-E-N-N. Perfect. Riley, would you like to add anything? Um, You can follow me on Twitter. I am at R-I-B-U-G-S-E-N-N. That's Rybugsen. Perfect. And Micah, I know you don't share your social media, so if you want to find Micah, just look at my followers because I'm pretty sure he's there. <laughs> I've added you now. You're part, you're part of it now. You're unfriended now. Before the episode gets posted. You've lost a follower. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, again, we really appreciate you hanging out with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.